Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Welcome into the podcast, everybody. We appreciate your time here on Strategic Planning as we talk invested finance and retirement with Mike Flanders of Strategic Planning Corporation. Mike, what's up, buddy? How are you? Good morning, Mark. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing great. Uh, looking forward to getting out a little bit this week and uh, yeah. enjoying a drive to the western part of the state to see some clients. Oh, nice. Very good. Yeah. Well, speaking of, right, so we're taping this today. Uh, this is the, uh, Tuesday the 19th. I think we're going to let this podcast out probably in two days or so, right around Thursday, the 20, yep. I guess it'll be the 21st. And uh, our, our governor has, this week has said uh, he's still not sure about phase two. Hopefully... <laughs> He's been waiting till the Thursday or Friday of his deadlines to say something. Okay. So hopefully we'll find out by the end of this week that um, we're going into phase two and easing some restrictions. I don't know. We'll see. Right. Yep. Yep. Hope, uh, hope it will. Um, and, and you know, hope everybody will be just fine. Uh, not only physically uh, health wise, but also emotionally uh, to enjoy and not to over or underreact to it. Yeah, well, it, and you know, we've got uh, Memorial Day right around. So that, I'm sure that's going to put some pressure on things. It's, you know, it's right there after at the end of this week. So we yeah. will see. But I know that, you know, we're all tired of talking about it and thinking about it. And you can see frustrations boiling over everywhere. So we're just going to change gears. Hopefully, um, you know, he'll make a nice announcement later this week. We'll see how that goes. And maybe we can talk about that on our next podcast. But for today, let's just change it up and do something different. What do you think? That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk a little financial strategies that just don't work, Mike. I've got a few here and I know you want to kind of run through some stuff. So basically, I'm just going to let you riff on the things that that you've seen in your many years of doing this. You know, you've got so many years in the industry. Uh, you're such a good resource for folks to talk to. So let's talk about some of these strategies that, that just really don't fit. They just don't really don't work, even though, you know, they've been... Try I don't know tried and true is a good word but they've just been around forever I guess they have yeah and, and they um, still don't work <laughs> that's, that's right uh, sometimes we just can't learn uh, keep uh, beating our head against the wall very true um, and and you know quite frankly a couple of these things right off the bat are are things that I suffered through for years in uh, being in this profession where it's just the mantra that is preached to you from day one by the, uh, quote, higher ups, the gurus, the smart guys, the money managers, and mm. all that sort of thing. Okay. And, and the first one is timing the market. I mean, there are companies that build their entire business around actually selling you the information to know when the bottom has arrived and it's time to get in the market and when the top's there and it's time to get out of the market. So timing so that you're buying in low and selling out high, and then you stay out of the market while it takes its next dive or its dips or whatever it is. And um, it's something that uh, people make a business out of. However, if you do some research, it's, and, and, and that's always the thing, you know, we, we listen to someone, they're compelling, they're a good speaker, they're a winsome, you know, all that stuff. And you think, wow, that sounds like a great idea. I'd love to miss the market crashes and just get all the upside and, and, and that sort of thing. The research, the evidence, it just does not show that that works. And, um, you know, you're always going to have somebody that happens to call the bottom and people get in and happens to call the top, but to do it time after time or to pick the right guru you're going to listen to, it just doesn't work. We look at magazine articles and uh, usually coming out in November, December each year uh, that discuss 
what the prediction is for the coming year from various experts in the, their field. And right. they'll have certain companies that they say, boy, this is something you can ride for a decade and you'll be just fine. And uh -huh. you look at those things and in many cases, after just a few years, the company went bankrupt or they their stock price fell off a cliff and it's never recovers and all that kind of stuff. So it, it happens. There obviously are always some that are correct. And that's the person they go to to be the uh, resident expert uh, until they make a big mistake and then they're shuttled aside for the most recent guru. So timing the market right. is something that it, just it, doesn't work. It's like that old saying, right? Like, you know, the, you know, even a blind squirrel finds a nut from time to yeah. time, right? <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. you know, it, there's instances of those things where they, I guess they do happen and work, but oh, odds are absolutely. just so it's like hitting a lottery astronomical. It is. It's, it's a similar concept, except the odds are probably even worse than for winning the lottery. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so that's one. What else? What else? Yeah. Well, and similarly is picking stocks, picking the okay. right stocks to buy and be in. And everybody always talks about, well, yeah, I'd get Google and Amazon and Apple and all that stuff. Right. You didn't do it when they were first coming out. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was too risky, you right. know, and, and there wasn't enough information. Did you get <laughs> what's this newfangled stuff, you know? Did so. you get Amazon when it was a bookstore in, in his garage? You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Think, right. Yeah. Online bookseller. That's what they were. Yeah. And uh, boy, that's changed, hasn't it? Oh, boy. And uh, yeah, who would have thought at that point, even that um, an online bookseller? I mean, how much market is there for that? Yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to Kindle and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And people aren't going to hold books in their hands. Or a case of morphing his business, though, right? He, he read the room something fierce and started yeah, making changes way did. back when. Yeah, absolutely did. But for us to be able to recognize that and pick the right one and stick with it because yeah. they go through their waxing and waning on stock price and scare you to death. And you say, oh, before I lose it all, I'm getting out. And then what do you yeah. know? And all of a sudden, it's the biggest company in the world. Well, for every Amazon, you got a Circuit City, right? You know, yeah, or something like that. There you go. Yeah. And uh, let me uh, just full disclosure. I did invest in Circuit City back in the day. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> and lost some money. And, and, you know, quite frankly, um, I was just talking to a young fellow who's thinking about getting into the wealth management business. And um, he was uh, uh, just asking me about, you know, how you make decisions about stuff and all like that. And I said, you know, quite frankly, I learned a lot from my clients and prospects early on in the, uh, my business life, just listening to their common sense and how they think about things. And when you think about market timing or picking the right stocks to be in, it's just common sense that you've got to know the future to be making those kind of decisions. And you don't. It's based on a prediction. And um, it, you might be right. You might be wrong. And if you're doing this for purposes of building up enough money to be able to live on the rest of your life, uh, when you retire or can't work anymore, or what have you, you're, you're taking a big risk making uh, decisions on buying certain things on a prediction about the future. Right. And you can't do it. I can't do it. And I don't know anybody else that I can hire that can consistently do it. There obviously are people that pull some right things, but boy, they just don't publish their losers. They publish their winners. <laughs> they don't talk about the ones that went bust and that they lost the, their money <laughs> exactly, on. Exactly. Yep. And you know, just in my earlier career, before I realized all the things about free markets and how they work in efficient markets and modern portfolio theory and all these things that we use to put together portfolios. I thought that I could recognize good opportunities and would make bets on those things. And that's exactly what they were. They were bets. They weren't investments. And uh, sorry to say that a lot of times, um, even when I was right, I 
took my profits and then went and lost them immediately on the next thing. Yeah. So it's a hard thing to do and there's no assurance and it's certainly not the way to build. Um, yeah. And, and that's a good point. Why? Cause in, in times like these too, you know, somebody, we all get that kind of, uh, I don't know, grand idea, right? Mm-hmm. We go, Oh, you know, look, you know, with everything that's happening, I'm going to invest in toilet paper, right? <laughs> with, yeah. the, with whatever's happened and so on. So, you know, those things happen and, and you may have a good feeling or a good hunch or something like that. But like we've talked about many times on the show, if you're going to do something like that, it should be really speculative funds that you can afford to quote unquote gamble on. That's right. Not your, not your nest egg or not that money you're going to need for, you know, living and all those kinds of things. Right. And that's, that's kind of why these are some of these strategies that just don't work. Yeah. And you got to be careful about that too, because, you know, a lot of times we can justify, well, this is such a good opportunity here. Oh yeah. Maybe yeah. this money really doesn't need to be my nest egg and I can pull some of this over here and it can be my fun money. Right. You know? so right. Got to be careful about yeah, that. Cruise but, ships uh, are coming back big and I'm jumping in, you know, well, maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. not. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, you know, exactly. You just don't know. Uh, I, I think about uh, the end of 2012 when we were coming up on an election where uh, President Obama was running for reelection against, I think it was Mitt Romney. And, um, you know, some some people had contacted me at the time, said, do you think we ought to get out of the market in case President Obama wins again because he'll destroy the economy? You know, thinking, yeah, he's a socialist and all this kind of stuff. Right. And uh, I said, well, how, how do you know? I mean, and we didn't. I, I can remember a, man, a president of a brokerage firm saying at a meeting I happened to be sitting in one time that uh, you guys ought to get your clients out of the market because it's it's at the top. And um, being the uh, radical I am, I raised my hand. He called on me and I said, how do you know we're at the top? <laughs> and we weren't. I didn't know right, it. I was right. just asking the question, how do you know we're at the top? Mm-hmm. We weren't at the top. We were at a bottom of a big run in 2013 with President Obama at the wheel. So uh, it doesn't always turn out like what you think it looks like it should turn out to be. True. Very true. So those and are the couple. same thing applies for other things in life. For okay. instance, let's just say that you and your spouse are sitting around sometime and you're just talking about your golden years and how nice it's going to be. <laughs> and then all of a sudden one of you says, yeah, but man, what if I, what if one of us gets sick? Right. What if, what if I get sick? Were you in my kitchen last week? <laughs> we had, we, you had this conversation we did actually we had this chat last week we were talking because i've got a bad back and we oh. were talking about something and she was like are we making the right plans you know with what i you know obviously i host these shows for a living and yeah. and she's like because you know she's like i can't pick you up now but i certainly couldn't pick you up when i'm 75 <laughs> there you go you that's know? right and 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 that's how we we can I can't think of the color of glasses, tinted glasses. A ro- oh, rose colored glasses. glasses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Then we look at things and think, oh, it'll work out. It'll be fine. And you know what? In a lot of cases, it, it may. But again, we just don't know. And so to say, we'll take care of each other so that neither of us has to go to a nursing home. And I know my mom, uh, you know, she tried to take care of her husband that um, was getting um, uh, dementia, Alzheimer's. And or, or had it, and uh, she tried to keep him at home as long as she could because she just wanted that quality of life for him. But there came a day where it just wasn't possible anymore. So you know, you you want to think about those kinds of things. And she, you know, she had a plan for what she was going to do, but you know, she wanted to try and keep him together with her as long as possible. And that's that's how most of us are. But you just don't know what might change that. It could be because of physical ailment. It could be because of a cognitive ailment. You want to be prepared and think through that. How are we going to pay for something like this? What's our structure going to be as far as living arrangements and all that kind of thing? Just something worth thinking about. 
Yeah, you know? I, I, I agree with you, Mike. I think there's a lot of those things that, you know, make sense when we're talking about these strategies that don't work, timing the market, picking stocks. Yeah, just, you know, the whole, and nobody likes the idea of a nursing home, but yeah. in the same thing with that point, you could do it with your kids too, right? You could say, well, you know, our kids promise to take, care, take care of us. Of us. Right. right. I mean, that's, that's tough. Because yeah. now you're putting the onus on them, and and as someone who's been taking care of my my mother, mm -hmm. uh, not by her request or anything, it's tough, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you got your own uh, kids that you want to uh, be with and help and all that kind of stuff, and then you got your parents. Yeah, you love it, you want to do it, but it can wear people out it and can. make sickness come on sooner or immediately. So it's something to something to think about. It's nice to have the, your children to be around when you need care to be your companion, to have a relationship with you, but have someone else that can be the caregiver. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. So something that's worth considering and how do we plan to take care of that? And, you know, th that's the other thing. People, a lot of times, they'll, uh, I'll ask them about how long do you want to plan to have retirement income? And uh, they'll say, well, my parents, uh, they died young. And so I'm going to go ahead and start my social security early, or I'm going to do this so I can get it before, you know, it's, I die and I don't get anything or no, my, my dad lived to be 101, and so I'll probably you know, do the same sort of thing. You just don't know. You don't know. So you, you don't plan that you're going to be there forever from the standpoint of making sure you got what you need right now to take care of your family if you're not. And then you also don't plan that you're going to be there forever and that you put everything toward your retirement nest egg or what have you. And you don't do anything else with anybody because you're so worried about living too long. You have a balanced plan that makes sense for your circumstances in various scenarios, short living, long living, and um, you, you have a balance about it. Yeah. You know, and I, I fall into that category, Mike, because I think I've shared that with you before on here. You know, my, my dad died young. I've, I've got heart disease in the family. I've already had a quadruple bypass and mm -hmm. uh, I'm not quite 50 yet. And, you know, so there's, there's a lot of stuff in there. And my grandfather, right. all the, a lot of the men in my family died uh, in their early sixties. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I do feel as though I'm probably looking at maybe early seventies at best, but yeah. I'm not planning financially that way. Right. Because I don't want to get to 75 and go, whoops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, you, you, you take a reasoned approach and, um, you follow your plan. Yeah, I mean, exactly. that's the hardest thing to do is just follow your plan. And you know, when the plan doesn't work, mm -hmm. you don't just say, well, this didn't work. I'm just going to wing it from here. <laughs> right, you, right. You adjust. Yeah. You make yeah. Mid, mid course corrections. I'm learning how to do that with farming, you know, uh, farming, gardening. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's know, the same thing. Plant <laughs> <dies>. <laughs> you know, that's right. It's the same thing. Just farming's a larger scale, but yeah, I'm, I yeah, like hey. farming. I'll go with farming. I've got a little, a little garden myself and I don't, you know, uh -huh. a little, I get my, uh, my farmer outfit on and I get out there and get it done, but absolutely, I'm loving it. <laughs> no, it's a lot of fun. Well, so those are some strategies that don't work. Uh, yep. You know, it's again, they're things that have been around forever. You always talk about them. You always hear people, you know, kind of go go to those. But in the end, they really don't work. What works is a well thought out, well structured plan uh, that's specific and tailored to you and your life because. You know, me and my life is different than my brother's life, who just lives, you know, right around the corner from me. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're different mm -hmm. people; we have different lives, and so sure. your plans have to indicate that. And of course, as always, folks, if you've got questions, if you need help, if you, 
you know, if there's something that piques your interest when you're listening to our show, our podcast, or any other one, you always take the time to talk with a qualified professional about your situation specifically. And you can reach out to Mike at 336-668-4338. And don't forget to subscribe to us as well on your favorite podcasting app, Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever the case is, Strategic Planning. Uh, you can find it also at Mike's website, spcinvesting.com. That yep. is spcinvesting.com. And we're going to get out of here this week. But before we do, let's, uh, let's mm-hmm. switch it up and do something a little, a little fun, a little positive on our Getting to Know You segment. I've got a fun question for you. A good question. Uh, what okay. charities or nonprofits do you care about, Mike? Is there anything that you have been supporting or, or like to support? Uh, wow, yeah. Um, I mean, there's, there's a good number of organizations that we uh, participate in, things that, um, you know, sharing the gospel uh, with people in, in the U.S. and Throughout the world, uh, people um, like kids, a lot of things with kids, uh, taking care of them and that sort of thing. There's one that I particularly like and I'm uh, pretty involved in uh, called Johnny and Friends Wheels for the World. And it uh, comes out of this gal that I think she lived up in the the Tidewater area of Virginia when she was young. And uh, she was, I think, in Chesapeake Bay and they dove off a floating dock and she hit her head on a rock, I believe, underneath and broke her neck. Oh, a quadriplegic sense. And um, was very angry about that at first, you know, uh, being in those things where they stretch you out and you, they turn you in these tables and all this kind of stuff to keep you from getting bed sores or whatever. And, and but she gradually is, uh, she gradually overcame that situation. Been in a wheelchair ever since. Learned how to paint using a brush in her mouth and paint some beautiful things. We a lot of times use her Christmas cards to send out each year. But she founded this ministry to get wheelchairs. What we do is we, we collect wheelchairs from various sources. I've got several hospitals and universities uh, that have uh, physical uh, therapy uh, coursework, and they'll periodically cull through their old wheelchairs and other medical equipment and get rid of it and replace it with newer things and that sort of stuff. So we'll go get that. Oh, and, uh, okay. and then individuals that just have wheelchairs that they no longer need, a child maybe has outgrown it, mm-hmm. uh, parents passed away, you know, what have you. And, um, so I'm, I'm, uh, considered for them a roving collector <laughs> and, uh, I'll, I, I picked up chairs all up and down the East coast, uh, where I just might be out and about and somebody needs one picked up and there's nobody else nearby to get it and, uh, bring it to a collection place we have here in Greensboro area. And, uh, then they get picked up by a truck taken to uh, prison. I think we, um, send ours to Louisiana pulling a blank on the name of gotcha. the uh, prison right now. But, um, and there's uh, guys in there that know how to refurbish these things and take the parts and fix them up. And then we'll take them out of the country for this area here in uh, the Carolinas. We uh, go to the Dominican Republic a lot. Oh, okay. And, uh, That's cool. You know, fit uh, kids and adults in wheelchairs, give them mobility that they never had before. It can change their life. And it's an opportunity to share the gospel with them. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's a really cool ministry. I love what they do. Uh, Johnny's uh, J-O-N-I, Johnny and Friends is the website.org. Uh, she's out in California now and um, she's in her 60s, has had cancer a couple of times. And uh, it's getting hard at that age uh, to breathe a lot of times when you're quadriplegic, uh, holding yourself up and sure, all that sort yeah. of thing, a lot of pain. And uh, so I care about that. Uh, I care about her. I care about the ministry. Uh, I, I really like what they're doing, helping people. Uh, throughout the world. And it goes all over the world uh, where they have uh, these wheelchair um, fittings and and ministries. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, that's awesome. Well, very cool. So check that out. You said it was uh, J-O-N-I, Joni? Uh Uh-huh. 
Yep, Johnny and Friends. Oh, Johnny and Friends. Okay, so J-O-N-I, johnnyandfriends.org. Check that out if you like to, folks. That's very cool. And with that, we're going to say goodbye this week on the podcast, but we appreciate your time as always. Again, make sure to subscribe to us and so you can get new episodes as well as check out past episodes. And we will see you next time here on Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.